You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Right now, let's go to the phones. No, we won't go to the phones, because he's right here live in the studio. Why should we go to the phones? Let's turn up his microphone and say good morning to... That's quite a goatee you've got. Well, you know... Dr. History. I know it's hard to improve on this face, but you know... May I ask you a favor? Sure. In in the future, could you find some smaller books so you don't hide behind them? <laughs> well, you know, this is the biggest one I've got. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I remember on uh, Laugh-In, remember the comedy show yeah, Laugh-In, yeah. when the girl used to sit in the rocking chair with a huge book? Okay. That's what you look like Yeah, right you can now. barely see me. I can see I the top of your hairline, which is receding. Which is not much. Yeah. Hey, we got some thank yous. Yes. So first of all, I want to say hi to Chuck. Uh, he's down there in Austin, Texas, and he's got a book called The Irish Singer that's about Billy the Kid. And he is, uh, has sent, uh, anyway, uh, got a hold of me. Brett Smith also sent me a book. It's an older book that's got some really good stories in it. Thanks, Brett. Jackie, uh, over in Twin Falls, has a book about Diamond Field Jack that I'm anxious to get a hold of. She's going to get that to me. Austin uh, sent, you know, we did a thing on gambling a while ago, Zeb. Yes, you and I never participated. No, and he sent me a picture of a ferro board. Yeah. So now I kind of know what a ferro board. And then over in Thermopolis, Wyoming, I feel really bad because Jackie invited you and I over there for their big uh, celebration. And, of course, I was out of town. And anyway, so, Jackie, I am planning on still getting over to Thermopolis sometime. And when I do, I'll get a hold of you. So I uh, I was very impressed with that lady over in Thermopolis. Very nice lady. Yeah. And I had a chance to talk to her son, too. Yeah, yeah. So, Zeb, I told you, I'm going to tell my listeners, I had a once-in-a-lifetime experience over in Oregon. I got to ride in a 1929 Stearman biplane. And it was great. That's an open cockpit. Yeah, isn't open it? cockpit. I was up in the front. Did the they fly was... upside down? No, oh. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but it was great. Just flying around the Tillamook Valley there and looking down on the uh, really? everything. So anyway, that was that was a neat experience. Is that what they do? Is take a lot of tours like that? The, the, now they do. Yeah, they give rides and just charge people. They fly around to different fair. Oh, well, oh, and the other thing I went to was the Tillamook County Fair, and that's where they have the pig in a Ford race. What? Pig in a Ford race. Car? So they have five Model T Fords, Zeb, that are stripped down to nothing but a seat, steering wheel, and a motor. 
They have five guys lined up along the track that goes around the horse track. They shoot the gun, they run over, they grab a pig, put it under their arm, they go over and they start the car, they have to crank it, jump in the car, race around the track, come back, stop the car, put that pig back, grab another pig, come over, start the car, and go around the track again. And it is the most redneck, neck, funniest race you have ever seen. You have to wonder about who the guy was or what his mental state was that came up with taking well, a pig on a Model okay, A Ford. Okay, so, so folks, here's the history. Here's oh. how it started. Okay. And it's been about 100 years that it's been going on. Uh-huh. So what happened, there's a couple of guys driving along in their Model T Ford over there in Tillamook, and somebody's pig got out, so they got down, grabbed the pig, put it under their arm, and took it to the guy that owned the pig. And it just took off from there. You're kidding. And you just do not get in there. It, the only way you get in that race is if you inherit it or somehow uh, marry into it or something. It is, folks, if you're ever over to the Tillamook County Fair, go to the pig in a Ford race. I, I bet the pigs really enjoyed it. <laughs> they do. They were. They looked like they were having a good time. <laughs> Should we get on with the stories, oh, Ab? Please. Okay. Uh, you know, this is a book about the Snake River Valley. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the, the uh, some of the treasure. Now, legend claims that the Jesuit priest Pierre Jean de Smit discovered gold in a stream a few miles northeast of the Snake River watershed while visiting the Flatheads in 1840. Now, because he felt word of its presence would be the ruin of the Indians, he kept it quiet, we're told, and he didn't take any of the gold himself. He carried it to his grave. He never said anything. Now, legend also relates, relates that a member of Isaac Stevens Railroad Route Survey Party found gold to the Say north. that fast five times. <laughs> Railroad <laughs> S- Route Survey Party <laughs> to the north uh, uh, found gold and in 1853, but they were ordered to suppress the discovery for the same reason, and he did. So now here's the thing: historians doubt both stories, pointing out that you know gold was later discovered in Alder Gulch and in Coeur d'Alene. So they think both of these stories may be just folklore. So we don't know. Anyway, you know, each group of adventurers pushing into the Snake River country, they were looking for different things, uh, like a Northwest Passage, beaver, uh, finding Indian souls to be saved, free land in Oregon. But whether British, American, French, Canadian, or Indian, none was interested in treasure until the California gold rush of 49. Mm. And, of course, that dramatically uh, proved the mineral wealth of the mountains of the far west. Absolutely. So, but, you know, for 400 years, uh, uh, Spanish have been the New World's experts on how to get precious metal, uh, but the Americans were quick learners. They learned how to use a pick and a shovel, and it was hard work. I mean, you've seen pictures, Zeb. Mining I mean, was back, not easy. Backbreaking, yeah. shoveling. I mean, you know, it was terribly hard work. But uh, they uh, uh, gradually moved into the Snake River country, which doesn't get much attention, really, no. a lot. You know. Now, again, legend probably alters facts, but the tale of the lost Blue Bucket Mine. Blue Bucket. And I'll tell you about that. Well, let me just explain something, folks. When you're coming across the plains and you have buckets and shovels and different things, what they would do, people would paint their items a certain color. Red, yellow, blue, 
whatever. So they could keep track of their buckets and their shovels and stuff. I mean, it makes sense, right? So there's a, and I told this story, oh, a couple of years ago, but in 1845, while passing through the Snake River country, a wagon train led by, I can only describe him as a very inept, dumb guide, attempted to cross the eastern Oregon desert by a new route up the Malheur River. Malheur. Malheur. Came to a disaster, and after a lot of hardships, eventually reached the Willamette Valley. Oh. Anywhere, somewhere between Fort Hall and the John Day country, a stretch of 350 miles, children playing in a stream found some pretty yellow rocks. They tossed them into a blue bucket and forgot them. Oh. Well, years later, the rocks were seen by a man who had prospected and identified as gold, and the children were asked when and where they found them. Well, they said it was in a stream. One afternoon along the way, which stream, which afternoon, where along the way, they they didn't remember. Really? So, you know, it was... The, so the legend of the Lost Bucket Mine began, and uh, it never was really a mine, and it maybe never even existed, but uh, maybe later it was found, maybe it was never found. But did they get the value on the gold the kids found? Um it doesn't say how much it was worth. Oh. No, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's a legend that, uh, you know, it did inspire people to go looking for it. Sure. So here's another story accepted as truth by at least one early day historian. Uh, and this one is also doubted by professional scholars because of a lack of documentation. But here's the account, okay? An Indian from Nez Perce country found his way into California during the gold excitement in that state, and chancing one day into a gulch where some miners were at work, made himself friendly and useful, and told them in his broken English where he was from and the name of his tribe, and he soon made friends. Now this story goes on. Among those miners was one guy named E.D. Pierce, who was kind of a visionary, susceptible man, liable to be strongly impressed with a romantic tale, and he disposed to follow an idea that might be a delusion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, here's the story. Uh, quote, To this man one day, the Nez Perce Indian told a strange, weird tale of how he, with two companions, had been camping at night in a defile among his native mountains when suddenly a light like a brilliant star burst forth from among the cliffs. Mm. They thought it was the Great Spirit's eye and watched with superstitious awe until the dawn when... Taking courage with the awakening day, they sought the spot from where the night twinkling had looked down upon them and found a glittering ball that looked like glass embodied in the solid rock. Oh, boy. The Indians believed it was great medicine but could not get it from its resting place and were forced to leave it there. So, diamond, Zeb? Gold? Did Indians and the tribes of that time have any idea as to the value of gold? I don't. It wasn't important to them. 
at that time, yeah. anyway. And not at that time, anyway. So anyway, this was uh, just the kind of tale to make a strong impression upon this Captain Pierce, who believed the Indian had found a diamond more valuable than any diamond ever discovered in the world. Really? And he determined to become its possessor. And with that purpose, he left California and became a resident of Walla Walla up there in Washington. He scouted through the mountains east of the Snake River and finally talked a party of men into accompanying him. They hoped to find gold, and he still searched for the mythical diamond. Now, whether Captain Pierce's prospecting trip into the mountains north of the Clearwater. So now we're clear up north, folks. Clear up, you know, towards Lewiston, uh, up in that area, uh, northern Idaho. Uh, Anyway, uh, he was in search of this fist-sized diamond, or for gold. Uh, This now land was part of the newly approved Nez Perce Indian Reservation. He and his men were stopped as trespassers by the Indian agent, a guy named Andrew J. Kane, and he refused them permission to prospect in the area. Told them that they'd be arrested if they returned, because this was the the reservation. And well, you know how all that went. But uh, they had no intention of uh, <laughs> leaving that for too long. Absolutely. So here, the accounts of what happened to kind of differ. One says Pierce had been in Clearwater County before. Uh, he knew there was gold in the streams and was waiting till the Indian troubles kind of simmered down before returning to to mine the treasure. Well, when blocked from uh, the main branch of the river, he withdrew, circled west, north, and east, and then led his party uh, through the rugged mountains and thick timber. And here's the more romantic version of Oh, good. It might not be truthful, but it's romantic. But it's romantic. I see. Captain Pierce found a Nez Perce Indian woman who said she could take them through by a route not frequented, frequented by her people. And the party then set out under her guidance. They spent three days cutting a trail through small cedars over a mountain and found itself at length in a mountain meadow where they determined to rest for a while and let their horses uh, just kind of rest. Now, here's kind of an interesting throwback to the early 1800s. Yeah. You've got a friendly five. (laughs) I do. I'm trying to not pay attention to him. So near this same mountain meadow, Zeb, 50 years earlier, Lewis and Clark had left their horses under the watchful eye of Chief Twisted Hare. One wonders how the course of history might have been changed if a member of the exploring party had done what a member of Pierce's group did now. Huh. If they had done this. While there, a guy named Bassett went to a stream that ran through the meadow, the same one that Lewis and Clark had been in, tried the soil for gold, finding about three cents in his first pan full of dirt. This was the first discovery of that metal in these mountains, and the place where it was found became the noted Oro Fino Mines. Really? In what is now Idaho, and of course, the town of Oro Fino. Can you imagine what it was like back in those days? That You said they took a respite and a, a stage some time in this little valley and everything. Can you imagine how pristine and beautiful oh, it was? You know, it had wow. to be. But anyway, local tradition has it that the Nez Perce wim- woman who guided the Pierce party onto 
the reservation land by the back way was a woman by the name of Jane Silcott, and she was the daughter of a guy named Chief Chief Timothy, a Nez Perce chief, uh, who a year or so before had married a white man, um, uh, Jane did, who now operated a ferry across the Snake River near the mouth of the Clearwater River. Really? Now, building a rough sluice from Cedar Bark, the party of whites in this valley soon discovered $80 in gold dust. Then, being short on supplies, this Captain Pierce returned to Walla Walla, spread word of the discovery to a few, quote, trusted friends, Mm -hmm. re-outfitted, and with a party of 15 men, returned to the area and dug in for the winter. Now, Zeb, you know what the winters are like oh boy. here and up and there. And they were right on the river, right? Yeah, right by the Clearwater there. Wow. So it was now November, and this was a relatively high country where the snows come early, stayed late. Uh, now the agent, the reservation agent, Kane, and the military knew that the white trespassers were there, and they set out from Lapway to get rid of them. But the weather turned stormy, snow closed the trails, and the only thing the authorities could do was go back to Lapway and hope that the miners would either freeze or starve to death. Holy cow, how many were there? Uh, well, at the time, there was only maybe eight or ten, I but uh, but uh, this Pierce guy's coming back with 15 more men. Oh. So, now, unfortunately for the Indians, the trespassers survived. They built a cluster of five solid log cabins, which they named Pierce City, and I've been to that little tiny place. Have you? Yeah, it's up north there. They continued to pan for gold despite the deep snow. By January, they were so sure they had struck a bonanza that they sent two men to the settlements on snowshoes for more supplies. Where did they go for the settlements? I, I think they went to, over to Lapway, oh, uh, over that okay, direction. Okay. Um, but uh, so. Uh, in March, another member of the party followed uh, carrying $800 in dust to Walla Walla to pay off debts to the merchants and was sent downriver. The gold news of the strike, you know, it, it just sent off a blaze of excitement. Within weeks, uh, men by the thousands were moving uh, toward the interior. Now, this was the spring of 1861. And, of course, Fort Sumter was under siege. President Lincoln was about to issue a call for 75,000 troops. And the country was soon basically torn apart by the Civil War. But in the Pacific Northwest, the big news was gold. Now, $800, you said, for how much gold? I'm not... I'm not sure it how wasn't much. Very much. No, it wouldn't have been a lot. But think of what that would be like today. At least ten times or yeah. fifteen times. Yeah. You know, eight thousand to ten thousand. Why you could have drove in on a BMW? I, uh, yeah, instead of my Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. So and shaved you, once in a while. <laughs> I could if I could afford a razor. <laughs> you know, so far as gold rush days are concerned, riders have neglected the Snake River country. I mean, you know, you've got Klondike, you've got Montana, you've got California. But um, in addition to taking second place to the Civil War for national publicity, the gold rush into the Snake River country suffered an identity problem. First, the area had been jointly occupied by Great Britain and the United States. Next, it was a passing-through region nobody was interested in. Later, it was attached uh, to but or ignored by Oregon Territory and Washington Territory. And then in 1863, at last it was organized as a territory and given the name of Idaho. Wouldn't you think that being that it was never respected or really researched as a gold area, there's still a heck of a lot of it up there? Oh, you know, there's got to be. that. You know, And there are 
I, I saw a map of gold mines and silver mines and one thing or another in Idaho, and there are really a lot of mines, yeah. but it makes you think there's got to be a lot more. How do you get a permit for that? There, there's a licensing process of some kind. I remember a few years ago we were doing a story uh, about uh, placer mining, yeah. and I got uh, some information from a lady up towards Idaho City or Boise, and she kind of explained that process. You, you can't... I, I suppose you could go pan for gold in different places, uh, anywhere, but uh, I think you have to be careful to not be on somebody's yeah. uh, uh, mind. We've uh, got about two minutes left, and if that fly lands again on your forehead, sit still, going. I'll get it. Okay, so let me just finish with this, okay. Ed. Despite the thousands of white intruders pouring into their country, the Nez Perce still remain peaceful. This was a few years before uh, Chief Joseph. Chief Joseph yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was nothing else they could do. Uh, there were not very many soldiers. Soldiers and long contact with missionaries had made farming and livestock racers of a lot of the Indians. And while they didn't want to be grubbing in the earth for gold, they knew that it was worth something by now. And uh, so they uh, knew that they could uh, trade that gold for other things to the prospectors. And so that's what they did. Holy cow. You know, Zeb, I've just got to say, every time I travel through the Blue Mountains and over along the Colorado or the Columbia River, I just can't imagine have the difficulty of those wagon trains getting through to the Willamette Valley over to the Oregon Territory. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we think it's tough maybe to go twenty five, thirty miles to get groceries. Yeah. Holy cow! Can you imagine being on the Clearwater, basically for what four months in the winter time, locked oh. in there? Yeah. I mean, you're not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. It. Well, and then you compare that with the Klondike. I don't think it could have been wow. any worse than up in Alaska. No, the Klondike. no, I agree with you. I agree so. with you. Tough people. Yeah, tough yep, people. They were. And they didn't have radios. They didn't have TVs. They were just there. So. <laughs> you and I could really learn to hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to be in separate tents. <laughs> hey, listen, good job. Thank Are you, you. going to be here next week? Yes, I'll be here. Okay, another yep. great story. Yeah. What yep. are you going to have next week? That, that's a good question. I and, uh, I'd ask. But I am going to go to the Fair and Rodeo this week. Good for Cashew you. County Fair good and Rodeo. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And you'll be seated right across and kind of at the south to east, the, southwest side. Uh, southeast. Yeah. Uh, to the left of the announcer stand. Oh, okay. Yeah. All we right. always sit right in there, right so, there. I, so I can look down into the chutes. There you go. Well, I hope you enjoy. Oh, we will. And I think your goatee's going to set a trend. <laughs> It's going to sell a lot of razors. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Dr. History, God bless you, man. And thanks to all the good people that call or write or send emails. Thank you so much. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.